1070, The Answer. To a show of faith on AM1070 Answers, sponsored by Ability Car Rental. You can call Ability Rental Car for your car rental needs, 713-224-5489. That's 713-ABILITY. A show of faith where minister, priest, millennial, and rabbi discuss events in the news with each other and with you. Please, call in with your questions, call in with your comments. You can agree with us, you can even disagree with us. But we ask you to agree to disagree. Don't become disagreeable. 713-339-1070 is our number. 713-339-1070. After 8.30, we'll talk about whatever you'd like. Till then, please stay on our topics. You can email us while we're on the air at ashowoffaith at hotmail.com. Ashowoffaith at hotmail.com. Call us. If you don't want to call us, hey, at least email us. You can hear our shows again and again by listening to our podcasts on Spotify, Google Podcasts, pretty much everywhere podcasts are heard. David Capes is our Baptist minister. He's director of the Linear Theological Library. Stuart, good to see you, my friend. And I can literally see you. You're you I'm, I am actually studio. here in the studio. Which yes, is, this is, and I am proud of you because you must be a digital native. You, you did that whole ah. intro off of your cell phone. Yes, I well, it's, you know... It just rolls off my tongue now. <laughs> you know it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Our priest is Father Mario Arroyo, pastor of St. Cyril of Alexandria, the 10,000 block of Westheimer, but he got pulled away by a duty at his church, so he will not be with us tonight. Real priest, real but minister. We're real so lucky because we have the wonderful Rudy Kong as our millennial who is also a devoted Catholic. He's in their master's degree program in theology at University of St. Thomas and is also a systems engineer in the space program. Rudy. Howdy, howdy. How are uh, ya? Yeah. Now he's gone. He's, he's gone. He just yeah. came to say hello. Hey. Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> I can hear you. Oh, good, Sorry. good. <laughs> I am Rabbi Stuart Federo of Congregation Sha'ar HaShalom, the Clear Lake area of Houston, Texas. Jim is our producer and our engineer. Miranda and Corey are trading off a screener of your phone calls and board op. And together, Miranda and Corey and Jim help us sound fantastic. Yay. And the crowds go wild. Yay. <laughs> Well, it's good to be back in the studio. In the studio. I mean, this, this is a studio. This is, yeah, I'm this just is a microphone. This is a microphone. I'm talking to the microphone, that kind of thing. So instead of my cell phone. The real. The real thing. Yes. The real thing. Anyway, we miss Rudy being with us tonight, but yes. uh, we're, we're glad that he is with us in Austin. Are you in Austin still? 
I is. I are. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. I, I know you're and probably is, hoping. Uh, I'm hoping that this uh, only two spot. No, what do we call what uh, hosts? Only two hosts in the studio at the one time. I'm hoping. Uh, Hoping they're going to I, relent on. I that think soon. you know we ought to have fifteen or sixteen hosts, you know, on the show, and just have all these microphones oh, sticking yeah, there down. We go. And just then yeah, you can really tell we'll, us apart. We'll get Jim. Jim. Jim would be yes. having a fit if we did that, right? <laughs> well, I would probably be the instigator. <laughs> he is. He would true. make it make it work. Yes. Anyway, it's good to be with you guys. Uh, a lot of stuff going on in the news this week, all as always. Oh, yeah. But um, the the uh, I, I was curious. Whether uh, Rudy, R- Rudy, you're, you're you're the younger younger uh, of the he's the, the baby, group, right? You're the baby. He's the baby. Uh, you are the digital I native. You you are the digital native. Uh, did you see the Stephen Colbert uh, conversation this past week about his faith? When we talked about his faith. Did you hear anything the, about that? Stephen Meyer? No, Stephen Colbert. The late oh, night. The late oh, night he show. Is- yeah, so he is a proclaimed Catholic, but he's also very, very liberal. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you would expect that probably in a Hollywood kind of setting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Television. Yeah, yeah the, I'm not sure what he, what happened. Yeah, he yeah did, what did he say about he, his faith? He did an, did an interview this past week, and and uh, one of his guests turned to the topic of faith, and he talked very openly about faith. He talked very freely about it about his hope and eternal life, about his hope, you know, in the future, and about the importance of, you know, the faith in this life and wow. those kind of things. I mean, which is a, a pretty big thing, you know, to, uh, for a late-night talk show host to get into. You're not kidding. I don't know how, how you – how you know, some of your guests are more compelling than others, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, you, you know, the, the, I don't remember the, the woman's name, Pulip. Leaping, I, I would go I look at me. I don't know who these people. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. But but she had a, a you know just very disarming, I guess, comment about her faith, and then it led to his his conversation. Lasted about four minutes, something like that, into the show, and uh, it was it was. I've read a lot about you know the conversation, and what uh, are people saying? Uh, really positive things, mm-hmm. quite frankly. I mean, you know, uh, one one person said, you know, he is the second best known catholic in the country after joe biden joe biden's probably the first and, and best known catholic in the country mm. and then now uh, he's maybe the second best known i don't know if that's true or not um that doesn't include the bishops of course but um he's what, he's what about he, nancy nancy well nancy's not as well known as stephen colbert yeah. i think so well, uh, i beg to differ on that one <laughs> depends on who you're talking to depends on who you're listening to at that point so it's just interesting when people of faith, you know, who are very public and very Hollywood, begin talking about these things in a in a in a fairly open way, and not a guarded or nuanced way as well, you know. And you know, Jews Jews in the in the public don't speak about it's because they're so guarded because they'll be attacked, yeah, because they'll be effectively thrown up against a wall and asked to defend a country they have nothing to do with. What do you mean? Israel. Oh, Israel. Okay. They'll, they'll, they'll say, well, what did you think of it? You know, how do they do that? Or, you know, I don't know. I don't have a direct line to the president or the prime minister. Well, but still, they could talk about their own faith and they could talk about their own practices. They it could it talk is about- more difficult for them to speak positively than it would be for 
Colbert, for Steve Colbert. Really? Why? Uh, because, Just because he's got a late night show. Because they, because the Jewish community uh, starts out at a negative. Because being religiously Jewish is not considered nearly as a positive as being religiously Christian, even though both religions are put down for relig- for religiosity. Mm. I mean, you see, especially in Hollywood, especially in movies, especially on television. You know, where the first of all, if you're going to have a priest in a movie, they're they're going to be doing stuff behind the scenes that are you know terrible, right? You know, right. if it's a minister, they're usually alcoholics. If they're, you know, I mean, it, it's always how religion works. Yeah. But I think it's especially so with the Jewish community. You're not going to have someone who is going to say, oh, I don't eat pork. Hmm. You're not going to have somebody who say, well, I try not to, you know, have to be doing my job on, on Shabbat, on the Sabbath, on Saturday. Right. It's just not going to happen. Even if they are, they're not going to say anything about it. They're huh. not going to draw attention to it, you know. Yeah. Well, interesting. Uh, you know, it might be w- worth seeing and uh, kind of getting a sense from a Catholic pr- perspective, Rudy, you know, what, what Colbert was saying. He's, he's apparently, yeah, so I, he apparently I, I, teaches I, Sunday school, uh, you know, and has taught. I don't know if he's doing cool it now. That would be cool to have him as a Sunday But have him teacher. as a Sunday school teacher. One of the things he says when he gets to heaven, he hopes that God has a sense of humor. You know, because he, you know, wants to that's tell, funny. Wants to tell a few jokes. That's funny. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Go ahead, Rudy. I'm sorry. I think it was Dua Dua Lipa. She's a she's a singer. Um, performance. She does performance and and uh, singer songwriter. She's she's very popular. Actually. Yeah, Not yeah. Very, I, re- I remember you know, hearing your name now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Colbert has. Uh, you know, he has, like, good charity works and does a lot of things, but he's also come out very, um, again, it's sort of this... Politically liberal. Sort of, yeah, I mean, how how can you be in favor of, of abortion, you know, when it's a direct contradiction to the church's teaching? You know, there's, there's, there's just a lot of things that don't... And I don't mean to just focus on that, but also, like, fluidity of gender. Right, like it's not how, it's not what's taught. It's not what's 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 in line with with biology and purpose of of design. And um, he's, you know, I think it, it's difficult. I don't know what what you yeah, think but, about but, this, Doctor Case, but but to serve Rudy, the masters, you know, Rudy, even mm. even barring or disregarding for a minute. The issue of abortion, it seems to me that on virtually every other issue, Colbert would still be very liberal. Not just the abortion issue, but on every issue, he would be taking a more liberal yes. liberal viewpoint, liberal yes. stance. But but yeah, there are so Catholics you, in the country that do that. I mean, there are a lot of Catholics. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Nancy Pelosi, except for, for Except for a very few things, and Mario is not here to defend, and you yeah. know, the right. kid will probably jump on me, but uh, <laughs> the... The, a, a, a lot of the beliefs or the issues, it strikes me that except for something like the death penalty, something like abortion, everything else, uh-huh. 
everything else, the Catholic Church is going to be very liberal. Um, yeah, I think for the most I mean, look, the Catholic Church teaches um, to look at, uh, I mean, it's, the Catholic Church teaches a lot, but I mean, when you look at the big political issues, right, um, especially Pope Francis. Um, like immigration recently, right now, like border. Immigration. Border Correct. security, yeah. safety, whatever you want to call it. I, I yeah, think that so by and large they're going to be very liberal. But but see, th- I think this is where a lot of people have been duped because being so a lot of people associate being liberal with a sort of like progressive uh, migratory um, uh, sort of platform to run on. But the reality is, it it's, it means having no platform. Like it's just a complete open border. We're on track. This year, right? That's true. That's what they want. That's what the progressives want. They want an open border and no countries anymore. That it goes. It's uh, the John Lennon song. Imagine. Imagine. Yeah, yeah. I I don't. I don't know that it is, but I do think that there are teachings that are consistent with the Catholic Church that are not liberal, but that lean in a direction of welcoming the immigrant, welcoming the stranger, welcoming those folks. And, and all of our religions have that. Uh, not, not, well, but, but, uh, but, but, but legally. Not, not, okay. But the, the legal issue, side. The yeah. issue isn't, should we welcome the stranger? Okay, the issue is... I mean, that's your testament. Come on. Exactly. And I'm giving testimony to the testament, <laughs> even though you're testing me. Okay. But... It's it's the legal immigration. It, it's it's welcoming them, those who are coming here legally. It's right. not merely right. anybody who walks across the border. Well, actually, it is. Once they're across the border, then you know you're taking care of people. You're taking care of the right. of individuals. Right. But, you don't you don't say what country did you come from. You no, just say you, no. you know. And if you, you see you, a you need, need, water. You need food. You, you need, need a, you see a need. You yeah. feel fulfill the need. But right. but until then, but, you still promote legal immigration. Yeah. And and this, I'm sorry, but this this party, this this liberal party, has been accepting and and undercutting a lot of our our migratory protective services. And even, I mean, there's tons of flights that are going out. You know, illegal, illegal immigrants they come in and then they get caught, 95 percent and released, and they're told to show up to a court. 95 percent of them never show up. A ton of them are being flown to other courts across all over the country on taxpayers' money to attend those courts, and then so that they never show up to those courts. So I think I think the I think the Catholic Church is completely against unreasonable action by the state, which this is completely unreasonable action. There's no order. I mean, God God is a God of order, right? Of, of reason, and this is just this isn't our. This resources. is chaos. God and, makes order out right, of chaos. This isn't. No yes, more tohu vavohu. All right, we got to go to <laughs> yeah. a break. Speaking of order go. out of chaos, how'd you like that segue? That was good. Thank you. Yeah, that's one of those little like bicycle things. Those segues. Segue. Right? Yeah. Well, right. not really a bicycle, but uh, well, the with the wheels. Yeah. 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 A lot of things have wheels. Rudy, are you going to take us out? 
This is AM1070, The Answer, Show Faith, and we'll be right back. On Radio.com, this is AM1070, The Answer. Four years ago, China expert Stephen Mosher warned us about the rising threat of Chinese totalitarianism. Four years later, the threat from China has grown exponentially. Yet, in spite of China's relentless violations of human rights and dignity, China is being honored as the host of the Winter Olympics. In the eye-opening, fully updated version of Steve Mosher's book, Bully of Asia, Why China's Dream is the New Threat to World Order, Mosher exposes China as a world-class manipulator. Mosher's book, Bully of Asia, details how in the face of Communist Party threats and a worldwide pandemic, the world continues to enable China with economic engagement. The Christian Review hails Bully of Asia as a somber warning. Breitbart News calls it compelling and a beacon of hope. And Bill Gertz says Bully of Asia is a vitally important book. Read the unvarnished truth about China you won't see during the Olympics. Get Stephen Mosher's book, Bully of Asia, Why China's Dream is the New Threat to the World Order, available at Amazon and wherever books are sold. Sugar addiction is real. It causes weight gain, bloating, cravings, poor sleep, and chronic inflammation. I'm Dr. Ashley Lucas with PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition. Sugar consumption in the U.S. has increased from 8 pounds per person per year to 180 pounds per person per year. It's too much and it's pushing us into poor health. Our program helps you beat your sugar addiction for good. We've helped thousands of people lose the weight and keep it off for good. Get started today by visiting myphdweightloss.com. The Sam Malone Show was hilarious this morning. Oh, you missed it? Hey, no problem. If you missed conservatainment this morning, all you have to do is listen to Sam Malone's podcast. That's right. The new Sam Malone podcast is now available on our website at am1070theanswer.com. Click more and scroll down to podcasts and find Sam Malone. Not only will you find today's show, but previous shows as well. The Sam Malone podcast, anytime you want it on am1070theanswer.com. No idea. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words. In other words. Hold my hand. In other words. Baby, kiss me Fill my heart with song And let me sing forevermore You are all I long for All I worship and adore Welcome back to A Show of Faith on AM1070 The Answer Please be true <laughs> We caught Rudy and yes, singing along. Love you. Sing along. Sing along. Hey, Pope Francis is, was in the news this week. Um, he called pet owners selfish. I don't know if you heard Wait, this. Uh, what? You know? Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, let, let me let me set it up. Let me set it up, okay? And then yeah, you you set can set it up because okay. I have a comment too. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Pope Francis recently denounced. The quote selfishness of choosing to care for an animal instead of adopting a child. Oh, now um, a lot of animal lovers aren't happy with that and think the Pope is not fully informed 
I don't know if he has a puppy or a kitty cat or a goldfish or maybe a gerbil. I don't know what the Pope has. But anyway, a lot of, lot of, many couples don't, this is his, is his, what he said. Many couples do not have children because they don't want to, uh, or they have just one because they won't have any more, but they have two dogs. They have two cats. Yes. Dogs, cats can take the place of children. So Rudy, uh, is the Pope being a little, uh, is he, is, is he on the mark there? No, I'm um, no. I think he's honestly, I think he's completely right. And let me tell you. So you're, I, you, you hate I animals know. too. Is that true? <laughs> no, that's not what we're that, saying. Yes, it's a yes or no question. It's an yes, yes or no. no. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Do I hate animals? No, they're <laughs> creatures of God. Of course they need to be cared for. But here's the thing. I, I work with a nonprofit, Dr. Caves and, and Rabbi, and, and we help feed about 250 children every single day, five days a week in Nicaragua and Venezuela and Panama. Okay. Hmm. And honestly, a lot of people, especially, you know, since I'm out in Austin, you know, I'm kind of like solo out here. People are like, Oh, get a dog, get a this. I'm like, yeah, but animals cost money. Okay. And I help this nonprofit. Yeah. I mean, think about how, like here in the United States, at least, man, people, people really treat their dogs and cats like kids. You see them and they're in strollers and they're paying <laughs> yeah. super expensive operations for them, like thousands and thousands of dollars, Dr. Kid. And, and it's like for 50 cents a day, I can feed a human being, a child. For 50 cents a day, I can put a plate. For 58 cents a day, I can put a plate in front of a human being that'll feed him and he'll be able to go to school and learn. I'm sorry, but I just can't see how spending thousands of dollars on an animal is will ever be any any better or any any way morally better than than to provide that to a human being. I just can't. I just I'm not saying that pets don't no, help. If you're going families. to Rudy, if you're going to set up a hierarchy, okay, then I guess I would have to agree with you. I think that's what the Pope is doing. Right, but I still wouldn't deny a person's love that they can show to an animal, especially if they have chosen not to have children or to adopt children or what have you. In other words, if they've made the decision not to, isn't it better for them to have an animal to love and to, and to, and to give and to feed and, and take care of and, you know, do everything you have to do for an animal. If they've made the decision not to, you know, people still have love to give. But, I mean, can you get married, Rudy, in the Catholic Church if you're not willing to have children? So, church teaching is, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. I mean, marriage fundamentally. Now, you can you can want to get married, right? And and if you know you're living a celibate life, there are things that can happen. Maybe the woman or the man, you know, the couple can't conceive. So just because of that, you're not going to get a divorce. Wait, 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 wait. Right? wait. What but, were you going to say about the fundamental purpose? Well, part of part of an exchange and show of love is to to procreate. I mean, that is that is. One one of the reasons that is one of the, one of the so functions important. of marriage, right? Procreation. Yeah, 
And if you're yeah, unwilling, I mean, that as I understand but, Catholic, wait, wait, what is that the purpose of marriage? Is procreation? The two shall become one flesh. What does that mean? Which is procreation. Procreation, okay. But it is not your testament. But it is not good for man to be alone. Is the primary statement to which to which Eve is created. Mommy, can we get a puppy? (laughs) What? Adam. Adam, Can I trade this in for a puppy? Adam turned down the puppy and said, "No, (laughs) give me Eve, please." Yeah, no, give me give me the puppy. No, but but I, I you, which reminds me of a few jokes. You know what I remember? Now it's been a while since I read the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Okay, but the two things that stuck out to me was that in marriage there is a unitive purpose; the two become one. Thank you. And there is also a, a procreative function. Additionally, that, that is additional, well, no, but but it's not it, it's not it's optional, and it's not the only one. And I, and I Rabbi, understand that, Rabbi. but. The way Rudy phrased it was the purpose and function was procreation, and it's not the only thing either. It's not, but it is. That's all I'm saying. No priest will marry you within Catholic tradition if you go into the marriage saying, I don't want to have kids. If you go into it with that attitude, absolutely. For Catholicism, that's true. Correct. Now, if, if for some reason you cannot have children once you engage in that loving act and that's that's a different thing that's a right? completely but different yeah, that's thing. not the issue but you have to be open to it right? you have to be open to it i have to be open to children correct if you correct. disagree with stuart 713-339-1070 if you disagree with rudy 713-339-1070 if you agree with me 713-339-1070 that's our number is the pope all right well this is we, we, we got to go to a break all right. I need to take the puppy the out. <laughs> Needs to take a potty break. I got to take this the puppy take out. Take the puppy. This is AM1070 the answer. We'll be right back. On radio.com. This is AM1070 the answer. By now you've heard me talk about my pillow and Michael Lindell and all the products he's produced. Now you'll receive one of his books. What are the odds? From crack addict to CEO, absolutely free with any purchase using your promo code K-N-T-H. It's a great time to buy his warm and wonderful My Slippers. Great Valentine's Day gift, too, by the way. And for a limited time, Mike is offering 50% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable that you'll want everybody in your family to have a pair. They'll all have what you have. Happy feet. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use the promo code K-N-T-H. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream Sheets, the MyPillow Mattress Topper, and MyPillow Towel Sets. Or call 800-874-6540. 800-874-6540. And use the promo code KNTH. If you need to rent a car that don't look that far, we'll get you where you need to be. Just call 713. Since 2002, Ability Rent-A-Car has been serving the Houston area with dependable car rentals. They do their best to qualify each customer for quality rental vehicles. Your choice of a car, SUV, minivan, even pickup trucks. Ability Rent-A-Car offers complimentary airport service, well-maintained vehicles, and more. Just call 713-ABILITY. 
Ask any of the members or mentors here at Lifestyles Unlimited, the real estate education and mentoring group, and they will tell you it's not how smart you are or how long and hard you work. It's whether you have the right map to begin with. Will your current career path lead you to financial independence? Visit LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com now to meet some of the members who are on the right map and on their way to financial freedom. Whether you're new to real estate investing or consider yourself a seasoned pro, Lifestyles Unlimited can take you to the next level. Visit LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com to take your first step. Dennis Prager here on the next Dennis Prager Show. New York City saw a 38.5% surge in overall crime last month, 91.5% increase in thefts of vehicles, 33% increase in robberies, 26% increase in rapes. Any thoughts on that? And they're probably not too different from my own, but people will continue to vote Democrat. One of the great puzzles of life on the next Dennis Prager Show. The Dennis Prager Show, weeknights at 10 on AM 1070 and FM 1033. The answer. Try to see it my way. Do I have to keep on talking till I can go on? While you see it your way, run the risk of knowing that our love may soon be gone. We can work it out. We can work it out. Think of what you're saying. We can get it wrong and still you think that it's all right. Think of what I'm saying. We can work it out and get it straight and say goodnight. We can work it out. What a great song. Yeah, that we can work it out. Welcome back to a show of faith on the Infinite 70 Answers. Short and brutish. Yes. Who said that? I'm trying to remember who said that. Anyway. Rabbi. Yes. The rabbi said I have... I have a pushback for you. You have a what? I have to push back on you. Okay. <laughs> so you 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 were saying that why would you deny the love that an individual if they choose not to have a kid um or a child, right? Why would you deny them that experience of an animal, right? Of loving, if you will, even if it is an animal. Right. So, but I guess I think about, right, fundamentally, isn't, wouldn't the love shared between a child, even if it's an adopted child, be, let's say, of a higher tier, if you will, of a deeper relation? Well, I don't than think that of they should animal? cry. They shouldn't be crying with tears. Not tear. Come on. Not that kind of tear. I am so <laughs> funny. No, no. <laughs> yes, I am. Like, Rudy, there's, Rudy, there's, I understand what you're saying, and if you are yeah. going to make a uh, uh, like levels of 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 superiority or whatever, okay, absolutely, it is better that they should love a child. It is better that they love, you know, some a human being. Okay, it's better that they. But if they're not going to, is what I'm saying. If they have made the decision not to. I am not going to say, well, you you didn't choose to get married and have kids. You didn't choose to adopt. Therefore, you do not have the right to have a child that to have a pet. I, I wouldn't condemn them for which, loving a pet which, just because they have made the choice. I, I don't hear the Pope condemning them. Uh, he said they're selfish. Oh, but that's not a condemnation. It's not a condemnation. Oh, okay. They're not being excommunicated or anything. Think- but don't you think that's a sort of like look, I understand what you mean, but don't you think that going I mean, 
if we look at our our biology and our purpose, and and and, and you guys as as parents, right? Being a parent, the joy and ups and downs that it's brought you. Would you say that every moment has been worth it? That there's not infinitely more just reward and and cherished moments with That's your children. That's not my point. My point isn't well, that it isn't worthwhile, that it's superior, that it is a better use, or if that's the right, I'm not sure that's the right word, of a person's ability to love. What I'm saying is, is that if a person has made the choice not to, and they have taken as a, I don't know what, as a channel, as an expression of, of their ability to love, then I'm not going to take that away from them or put them down for it. I want them to adopt pets and to provide homes for pets. I want them to. So I'm not going to, yes, ideally all of that. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that if they have made the choice not to, I'm not going to put them down or, or, or I'm not going to put them down or say that their love is wrong or misplaced or whatever not going to call him selfish. I'm not, and I'm not going to call him. Well, but see, but see, is, is, is it what? selfish to have children? Is it selfish to say I own a farm and I need more people to work on my farm, so I'm going to have more children in order to work that farm? Which, by the way, was the approach in the ancient world. That's why you had large families. Mm-hmm. First, they died. You had uh, uh, well, mortality rates, uh, in, infant mortality yeah. rates were, were high. Yeah. Were high and. You needed the workers. So am I going to say? Also, in some cultures, uh, you know, they had more children, hoping that one would uh, be successful and take care of the family. Is that selfish, therefore? That's true, yeah. Is therefore having children can be selfish? Well, yeah. But are you going to therefore say, don't have a child, don't love a child, don't don't, don't, uh, don't have a child because of it? No, you're not going to. I just I think that the Pope is by making a hierarchy, so to speak, of objects of love, by elevating having children above companionship. Companionship of an animal. No, companionship of another human being. Oh, okay. As, as the major purpose of marriage. I don't think that marriage's major function is to have children. I That's think why you're not Catholic. And thank God for it. <laughs> There's a reason for that. Yeah, but I mean, if that's the teaching of the church, that's the teaching right. of the church. The unity. But they're wrong, David. But it, but but I don't know that they're wrong. I, th- I think I think I don't think they're wrong. No, I think procreation is a part of it. I really do. I, I think a procreation I think is, is a, part, is a of part of it. I'm not saying it's not is a it part of it. Is it mandatory and therefore you must, you one must do it? Uh, I, that, that's a great question. You know, is there's an expectation. There's a biological expectation. There's a need for it. You know, uh, people think the world is too crowded as it is. Well, maybe, maybe not. We're a long I, way I from, from if, being overbooked. I don't know if the statistic is still true. I know that it used to be, let's say, 20 years ago, maybe 50 years ago. And I know that populations explode. I understand that. But according to what I read once a long time ago, 
if a if they took every square inch of the state of Texas and about the southern half of Oklahoma, there would be enough space and enough land for growing food for every man, woman, and child on planet Earth. The state of Texas, and I think about the southern, let's say, half of Oklahoma would be enough to do that. I don't know if that'd be true or not. I'm not sure who but said that's like that. Every- but but you, if you, have you ever taken a plane across the United States and looked down? Yep. There's, there's nothing a- there. Well, there's a lot. You get to the East Coast, okay, certain areas in the Midwest, far, far west, but by and large, it's there, empty. There are large swaths of land, yeah. And that's right. Canada. But not all of it is is uh, fertile, right. fertile, you right, know, right, right. for those kind right. of crops. Right. But, uh, and we've discussed many times on the show of faith, how so many of the problems associated with lack of food and lack of, what's it called? Food security these days. And, well, I've never and, heard that term, right, okay. Food security and the, 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 the access to food is a political issue. It's not so much a, usually is, is. is the earth abundant enough? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes. It's the distribution. Yeah. It's, Right. The problem is distribution, not right. growth. And and a lot of corruption that goes on among oh, in a yeah. lot of lot of Latin American countries, speaking of what uh, Rudy was right. talking about a moment ago. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I I I I thought the Pope was a little wrong headed on that. I think he could have addressed that a little differently. Thank you. Um but glad to see you I, see it my way. I, I don't I I'm not totally seeing it. Since you see but, it my way. <laughs> I just, you know what I think about Dr. Capes? I think about like an individual that says to themselves, I do not want to have kids. Like what, what is going on with their life? Is it because they don't have the, I mean, one thing is to think about it. It's like, you know what? I don't have the economic means to do it. I don't have this, but then again, it's like, now let, let me push it another further. I would say most people, I'm not, say, I'm not saying all of them, but I would say the people, there's a lot of people that I know um, that do have several pets and they live with a partner, but they use contraceptives, but they don't want to have children. <coughs> right. So, right. Yeah. So, so to me, that, to me, that it seems like a very selfish um, a sort of way to live your life. You're not, you're not in fulfillment of your, your, your biologically designed um, uh, <clears throat> sort of, sort of organism that your, exists, your potential right? as a yeah uh-huh. your potential you're not right. fulfilling you your know, potential. So the, the worst it, in, in the modern period, the worst economic period we have obviously is the depression. Okay, people losing jobs, jumping out of buildings, losing their fortune, whatever. Okay, people still had families. I, I'm sure that when they fe- realized they were pregnant, they thought, oh, my God, what are we going to do? But they did. They went ahead with it. They, they didn't think to themselves, which we have the freedom to do now, you know, I'm, I'm going to render us no longer pregnant because we don't want to spend the money. They just went ahead and had the children. Mm. <clears throat> and they figured it out. Well, what's interesting in the West, at least, is that the birth rate is going lower and lower mm-hmm. and lower. Places like Canada, many parts Europe, of Europe. Europe. I mean, zero. it's almost to, to zero right. you know, in terms of population growth. I know we have to go to a yeah, break here. Zero means negative. 
have to have 2.1. Well, z- zero, as I understand the way they do these things, zero means the death rate and the birth oh, rate the is same. roughly okay. the same. All right. All right. I may be I may be wrong about that, but I think that's right. So anyway, yeah. Rudy, we're ready for a break. Would you call it, sir, heads or tails? <laughs> um, tails. Tails. Okay, go ahead. And that's that's Stuart then. <laughs> All right, this is AM1070, The Answer, and we'll be right back. On Radio.com, this is AM1070, The Answer. Hi, I'm Terry Bush at Insurance Solutions for You. I want to thank everyone at AM1070, The Answer, and their loyal listeners. The response to our recent health insurance ads have been phenomenal. When the federal government made their last attempt at socialized medicine, Obamacare, most insurance companies refused to participate, leaving millions with no choice but the high premiums and deductibles of the marketplace. Our clients were able to keep their non-cancelable coverage, enjoying low premiums and great coverage. The new administration's stated goal is nationalized health insurance. If you're on Obamacare, uninsured, or on COBRA, now's the time to act. Protect yourself and your family with non-cancelable coverage guaranteed to age 65. Call me at 866-566-3776 or visit our website at insurancesolutionsforyou.net. That's 866-566-3776 or our website, insurancesolutions, the number four, you.net. We can help. You have to decide, am I willing to get in right now? Is the world over? Is the good world over? Is it going to crash? Miss your chance to ask Dell a question during the show? You can connect with Dell off the air, too. Go to DellOnTheRadio.com, click on the Twitter link, and ask your question. Hashtag AskDell. I believe that a good teacher has the skill set to be able to bring people through multiple levels of learning that are completely different from one another. Have a comment for Dell instead? Hashtag Jay Sekulow sees the media playing more games. One hour after CNN's Natasha Bertrand uh, deleted a war report, CNN's Jim Shudo uh, started tweeting out the Biden team's talking points about why that report was wrong. This is why people want to see release the transcript. Did President Biden, is his belief that Kev is in danger? Sekulow, live. Weeknights at 8, right after American Ground Radio at 7 on AM 1070. The answer. There's a kind of hush all over the world. Tonight, all over the world, you can hear the sounds of lovers in love. You know what I mean? Just the two of us. Nobody else inside. There's nobody else, and I'm feeling good just holding you tight. Welcome back to a show of faith on AM 107 The Answer. Carefully, Rabbi. Yeah, Dr. Cade. Yep, I have a question for you guys. Okay, go for it. You mentioned, I know we've been talking about. Love and family, and and something I've, I've been listening to um, um, a lot of different debates, and kind of since we're on the subject of of love, why I, I always thought about Eve, and and I was just curious. Um, I, I watched this this debate um, earlier today, and why why did the serpent talk to Eve first? Why not the man? Which, by the way, is interesting, because if you 
read the text, the man gets approached first by God regarding what to eat and what not to eat. In other words, he's told first that he goes to her. Snake goes to her, and she gets the message all messed up. <clears throat> so is it is it that the information wasn't in like disseminated correctly to her, or that it was corrupted from from? No, no, no. It sounds like it wasn't. That somewhere along the way there was a failure to communicate because she when she quotes cool hand Luke. Thank you. Thank you. When when Eve describes to the snake what's going on, from the moment you eat of it, you will die, um, she gets it wrong. So. Not supposed to eat it. Can't even touch it. Right? You, You can't eat it. It does. I don't think it said anything about touching. I, I think it. She, I think she it does. expands I on that. And, I don't have she it with ex, me. She expands on that. Right. She, she's the yeah. one who says, and if you touch it, and that's that's what I mean. She right. she expands. And by the it. way, read what the snake said. He never said a thing that was wrong. He corrects her correctly. Corrects her. Well, what do you mean if you touch it? No, you, if you touch it, you won't die. But but she over overplayed the hand, so to speak. What the snake tells her isn't a lie. It's accurate. No, you can touch it. You won't die. And they didn't. It's because she messed up or he messed up or they messed up on the message that there was a uh, failure to communicate. And so. But what? But what? But why go after the woman? Like, it's almost like did the snake know that through the woman then he would be able to reach man and this was this was well, sort of if you reach the woman you get the man if you reach the man you get the woman i mean you know they're kind of well, a pair the two, the like, two like the only two flesh. on earth the two become one flesh right later yeah. that's later um no it's it's, it's the it's, command but the but they don't become flesh till later how do you know that well, in the in the flow <laughs> anyway, of the narrative, in the flow of the story, okay. right? Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that, that, that's a great. That is not a question that has been uh, satisfactorily answered. I don't think, uh, Rudy. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think rabbis have tried to. I think Christian commentators have tried to as well. But whether anybody's come up with a definitive answer, I don't know. We, we have Yomli Mood coming up. Uh, two weeks from today. To Yomli Mood. Yomli Mood. But Day of Learning. All on Zoom. All on I Zoom. I hate this COVID. It's such a whatever. It's bad stuff. Yeah. But we're and I'm doing a new class. And one of the classes I'm doing is, well, <clears throat> the class is called Devar Echer, which means an, an, another thing, a different thing. It's a, it's a, just, it's a, a Devar Echer, unusual understandings of favorite Bible stories or something like that. And one thing, one thing I'm putting forward, which you've heard before is, uh, by the way, I did the math. We've Mm. known each other 31 years. Golly. Uh, but the title, I know what you're going to say before you say it. Yes, I know you do for this. (laughs) You better. I mean, you know, yeah, you've heard it often enough. Yeah. Uh, it's, 
21 years I taught at HBU. Uh, but at any rate, uh, it's that Eve was the hero of the Adam and Eve Garden of Eden story. I thought I thought Rudy was going to jump on that. <laughs> well, yeah. he, he's not going to take the bait. He's Come not going to take yeah, the bait. Yeah. He's no, no fun. It's just I, I heard a I heard a talk by and it was Doctor G Jordan Peterson and he's talking about men and women and and how. Um, so essentially, he talks about how men, uh, especially in, in our day, I mean, he's just kind of describing now, right, because he lives now, but but a lot of men are spurred to action, and women make sort of decisions on their partners based on on uh, on a bunch of criteria. And one of the things that, that women do is they, quote-unquote, shame men, um, which which spurs men to to either to lose weight, to make more money, to be more appealing, if you will, if you will. Um, so I, I don't can't know, I, just, I can't be any more appealing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, yeah, you know that could be taken in two ways. I know, I know, it could be taken in two ways. You know, I, I have heard Peterson criticized by by women for being a bit sexist. And, yeah. Yes, yes. That's one of the one of the things. That's what that, they claim. That, that's yeah. what they claim. If mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. Well, I've heard it said. I've heard that said too. <laughs> Mama's not happy. Nobody's happy. right. Yeah, but happy but, wife, happy life. The same thing. Yeah, you know, I'd be I'd be curious where 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 the the debate was happening. You know, and what what you heard it was kind of interesting. Um, I'd like to hear I, Peterson's I, take on that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I will send it to you. And so yeah. part of it was a debate, and the other part is on. Uh, he's got a book out called Twelve Rule Twelve Rules for Life. Yeah, that's a that's. It's been at out least, a number at least, of years. Yeah, a couple yeah, of years, I about thought. four or five years. Yeah. I think. yeah. So I've been I've been I've been listening to uh, to the audio book. Just so he talks a lot about anthropology and sort of like gender and how old it is. I mean, gender is is, is a billion years old since we were almost. Uh, Sort of simple-celled organisms. We've been dividing into two different sort of types. But anyways, he and that's about- actually not a true statement. The word the-, the word gender only referred to languages. We are two sexes. Sex two sexes. refers to humans. Yeah. I'm sorry, to animals. Gender refers to words used within a context of a language. Uh, Stuart, try, Stuart, I know, Stuart. I know, I know. Oh, I, I, I am a. Uh, he suffers fools around him all the time. I know. What can I bless, say? Bless is that why we got pronouns? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Jim, what is your pronoun? What is your pronoun? Oh, stop it. Okay. <laughs> just curious. I just thought. Yeah. So if you were I have to be polite, let's say you were teaching, David. But but the, but let, the no, idea. No, wait. Let's okay. say you were teaching. Sure. Yeah. And and one of the students says, Professor. Capes, what are your pronouns? What would you answer? I would say he, his, him. You just give it a straight I'm answer. Just, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 how I understand myself. So my birth certificate. There's a variety of reasons that I would 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 say that. But but I do I do think that that the word gender, it's not just what a word meant, but a word comes to mean. 
And what a word comes to right. mean is how many, you know, when you say that there are 50, Abs- now 55 genders out there. Yeah, and it means you know, 55 it, it, sexes. It means a lot of different things right. that are not related necessarily to biology, right? to what our biological systems are, to whether whether we were designed by God specifically or designed by evolution. I know there are different ideas out there about that. But still, we're just... There, there's there's a movement in some direction that there are human males and human females. And I know that Rudy has been sending us articles about the Olympics and about Stuart's looking on his phone now. To try. Yes, I am. I remember seeing them. I think it was you, wasn't it, Rudy, that sent that about? E- emails or texts? I think it was a text message. Well, there was, there was one I sent about this um um, I think it's in Penn State, or oh, I forget the universe. I'll have to look at it again. But essentially, the group of biological women are asking the school not to sue the NCAA to allow, because um, the NCAA wants to allow this biological male that now is transgender, has been competing in the swimming uh, category, and they left it up to each sport. Unbelievable. Each. Sports guy, and these these women, you know, are saying that look, this guy or this person is coming in here and blowing away all our records. They grew up biologically male for who twenty hates, years, right? Who, who hates women? Who hates women? Isn't it the person who will actually absolutely destroy women's sports after they fought so hard for uh, what's it called, title? something title nine uh, yeah, whatever yeah, it's called yeah. they fought hard and long for that kind of equality in, especially by the way in terms of finances in in support of women's sports just to throw it away on a that's one of the big leftist whatever yeah yeah that's one of the biggest critiques is they say that this is actually one the of the left most, eats its own yeah it's it's absolutely unreal like here is we've there's been for the last hundred years women if if the if the equal if the hormones have affected the cells of the body calling a I forgot the word already born male a female uh, uh, how because because their because their their mind works that way because that's how they see themselves. When they think of themselves, mm. but if the if the cells have been affected by the hormone by, by the male hormones for twenty years, yeah, for, for yeah, for for well, since puberty up until the time they're competing, which could be who knows how many yeah. years, and perhaps even before then, who knows? Right, right. It's 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 very very difficult for those. I feel badly for those women who have struggled and 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 competed and. Discipline themselves, you know, getting up early in the morning, and put their heart and soul in, yeah, it, and only then, to be ripped away by somebody who just wants a cheap and easy. Well, I don't, I don't know what the motivation is. Anyway, we got to go to a break. About ten, top seconds. of the hour, we got thirty seconds. Stuart, go, go for it. Me? Yeah, yeah, you're sitting in the main chair. Oh well, I thought I was going to do it. All right, this is a show of faith on M ten seven. The answer. Hey, after the news, we're going to be right back, and we'll see you at the. Other side. 
KNTH and K277DEFM, Houston, AM1070TheAnswer.com. SALM on the NASDAQ, a service of Salem Media Group, AM1070 and FM1033, The Answer.
on Radio.com. This is AM 1070, The Answer. Welcome back to a show of faith on the intensity the answer is sponsored by ability car rental. You can call ability rental car for your car rental needs. 713-224-5489, 713-224-5489, which is 713 ability, a show of faith, minister, priest, millennial, and rabbi discussing events in the news with each other and with you call in with your questions, call in with your comments. You can agree with us. You can even disagree with us. But we ask you to agree to disagree and do not become disagreeable. 713-339-1070 is our phone number. 713-339-1070. After 8.30, about half an hour from now, we'll talk about whatever you'd like. Email us at ashowoffaith at hotmail.com. Call us, and if not, email us. You can hear our shows again and again by listening to our podcasts on Spotify and Google Podcasts. Pretty much anywhere podcasts are heard. Our reverend is David Capes. He's director of the Lanier Theological Library. Great to be here with you. Our priest is Father Mario Arroyo, pastor of St. Cyril of Alexandria, the 10,000 block of Westheimer, but he got called away to a duty at his church. Rudy Kong is our millennial. He's in the master's degree program in theology at University of St. Thomas and is also a systems engineer in the space program. I am Rabbi Stuart Federo of Congregation Sha'ar HaShalom, the Clear Lake area of Houston, Texas. Jim is our producer and our engineer. And Miranda and Corey trade off each week or even each Sunday uh, as the screener of our phone calls and as the person operating our board. Does that mean he's our board of directors? No. (laughs) Jim and Miranda and Corey are the ones who help us sound fantastic. For which we are grateful. We are. We are. We are indeed. Hey, listen. Yeah. We have an email real quick. Oh, okay. Let's hit that. And then I want to come back to uh, the fact that my invitation got lost in the mail. But uh, be that as it may. (laughs) Uh, Tom and Bridget say, "If if individuals can choose plural pronouns, they, them, can groups choose first-person pronouns? For example, where a show of faith, our pronouns are I, me. <laughs> I uh, am a show of faith. I yes. am a show well, of faith. <laughs> when, when, when we speak for a show of faith, we are speaking for, oh, oh I get you. Got it. For we, for yeah. me, for us, he, them. Yes. Right. Yes. I got you. Well, it, it, it does you know, make these days, I mean, for people that are trying to write something that is going to be consumed out there uh, in, by a variety of people, it's difficult to know sometimes exactly how to use pronouns. You know, do you use this plural for the singular? How do, how do you do that? Well, we've, um, been, we've been using plural for singular for a long time. Yeah, it's been going on for 20, 30 you know, years. They, 
Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think, Rudy? I'm trying to think of a sentence. What would a space I, space well, engineer guy say about that? I think it's um, honestly, I think people want to um, claim that all these things are malleable, and um, I find it quite ridiculous. Like it, it's just an association of some sort of like oppressive patriarchy that we're trying to like break away from and calling things differently. We think that that's going to change. Like just because you call yourself they doesn't change your situation at all. Like, are you happier being that? Are you truly happier? Are you, are you truly like entering into a different headspace where you feel more? Well, the, the, the idea would be not that I, but that we, uh, you know, that, that we would have a kinder, gentler, people if we were to speak in this way but isn't i mean it would be society it would be a society like thing no i i realize that i think it is probably going the other way at this point but yeah uh, yeah um regardless of the pronouns that we use yeah so Dr. yeah Capes, yeah why didn't, you, why didn't you get your invitation what well happened? i don't know my, my invitation got lost in the mail uh, you know, this past week was the national prayer breakfast up in Washington, and you didn't get invited. And I to didn't that? get my invitation. It I, must have been I, lost I normally in the mail. I normally got get it, and uh, you know, it was a smaller group this year because of COVID than normal. It's been a, an event that goes on like for the last seventy years, right? And the president always addresses, and they have a, a, a prime speaker or a, you know a main speaker that kind of thing. But but this year, Joe Joe Biden was there. And at the National Prayer Breakfast, and he was appealing to everyone who was there, mainly congressmen, because that's that's who was there, there, and mainly uh, people from Washington there, calling for unity, calling for um, you know that we that we become a kinder, gentler country, if we would. Um, He lamented the the attack on the Capitol. And he lamented a lot of things that had gone on. And this this is what he this is what he said. One of his quotes quotes he said, "In a moment of a great division, our democracy is at grave risk. I pray that we might follow Jesus and follow what He taught us to serve rather than to be served." It's an important quote from Jesus. He went on to say, "Rather than drive us apart, faith can move us together." Because all the great confessional faiths share the same fundamental basic beliefs. Not just a faith in a higher power, but faith to see each other as we should. Not as enemies, but as neighbors. Not as adversaries, but as fellow Americans. As the leaders of this nation who work and pray together. So that was President Biden this past week at the presidential, well, at the National Prayer Breakfast. As as, as made in the image of God, little lower than the angels. Okay, thank you, Mother and Apple uh, Pie. You, so you you don't you don't feel warmed by that? No, I'm not warmed by that. I think that the five years. No, I'm missing some. I let's just say I think that the Democratic Party has been more responsible for the division division of this country and separating people and. Dividing along on all on every single line they can divide through, hmm. then yeah, the in the last hundred years, 
in a hundred years. Okay. Rudy. I think the million babies that we've aborted would probably disagree that with him. And I would say that the quick withdrawal in Afghanistan too, and the absolute chaos that we've left there has been a disaster. I think that the instability of Ukraine and the Biden, you know, involvement there and the 9 million emigrants that have left that country has been just a complete debacle and Russia at the, at the, at the doorstep. And because they know if they don't do it now, when Biden, as soon as he got into office, they probably started putting the, putting their plans in, in operation because Mm -hmm. the high prop, well, I think there's a high probability Although I don't want people to be guaranteed by it because that's how you wind up with nobody going to the polls and then winning again. But I Mm. think the high probability is the next president is not necessarily going to be a Democrat. And so strike while the iron is hot. And that's what Russia is doing and China and North Korea and, 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 and do you remember? So I don't remember. You're not, you're not an optimist. Are you? No. Do you remember a democratic national convention? I can't remember if it was the one for Obama. I mean, the first one for Obama, the second one for, I don't remember who it was for. But as part of the platform of the Democratic uh, political party, they were voting on the the planks or whatever they call it of the platform. platform. And one of them had something to do, and I don't remember what it was, with God. It was a it was oh, a yeah, vote. Yeah. It was a vote for something either that we should pray to. It, I can't remember what it was, and the Democratic leadership, the party leadership, had to ram it through, saying, "Okay, how many vote? Yes, okay, you pass." And they weren't. It, it didn't really make it. If you listen to the oral vote, oh, I see. Okay, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, I remember. They, they remember ran, yeah. Do you remember this? I remember. Yeah, but it was a number of years ago. I can't recall the. Details. And yet. The Democrats who are attending this prayer breakfast, like, who are they praying to? The God they don't think should be part of their platform? I just I find it just very interesting. I'll put it that way. Hypocritical. Okay, that, that's a good word. You know, show, what do they call it now? Value. No, uh. People show off that they're 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 virtue uh, signal. Thank you, virtue. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It, to me, it's virtue signaling, and uh, with some more than others. Here's some more from from our president. Great. I pray to to keep the faith in the very promise of America, believing that there's nothing we can't do, where every single person is created equal in the image of God, no matter where we come from, who we are what our color is or how we choose to pray or whether or not we choose to pray. We deserve to be treated equally. Uh, they, they, we, or they deserve to be treated and, equally and, and, and throughout this their is, lives. And this is the same person who said, I am only looking for a black woman to sit on the Supreme court. Everybody should be treated equal. Color should not be, you know, whatever, whatever you just right. quoted. Right. Right. But he also makes the statement that he will only put, someone on the supreme court you know i i I think i think the reason for that is because he already knows who he's going to suggest yeah that's true so he's not saying okay uh i'm only going to do this 
and therefore I'm, it's sort of open. Who, who do you nominate, right? So don't nominate somebody else. Don't nominate. I think he already knows who he's, he's going to nominate. And so he's, he's David. in a sense, signaling that. Ahead of time. I think he would have been wiser for him just to do it. Oh, absolutely. Rather than to say ahead of time, Anything this is it. what I'm going to do. Absolutely. It'd been wiser right. to just to do it. And it would have without, been a lot without, less controversial. Yeah, a lot less controversial. And I think, people would, have, I think people would have shrugged their shoulders and said, oh, okay, good choice. Yeah, that was a good choice. Yeah. Did exactly. you know that there were five, four or five names presented as the top possible choices or whatever uh, of, of black women, judges, very well-known? Right. One of them is black and woman, and Jewish. Okay. I wonder if that'd be cool. And and, you, and you're going to ask me which one, what name is. I can't yeah, remember I don't, right I don't now. Know either. Yeah. But, 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 Candace Owens didn't make the cut. She I'm did sorry, what? Candace Owens did. <laughs> Candace Owens didn't make the cut. <laughs> yeah, funny, Rudy, funny thing about Rudy, that. you were rudely interrupted by Stuart a minute ago. Go yes. ahead. Well, I was just going to say Yeah, that. Rudy, go right ahead. <laughs> this whole thing is so hypocritical because in 2003 joe biden filibustered twice against the nomination for the first black federal bench woman janice rogers brown who was trying to be put there under bush and and yeah because she's that, not really black or female because she wasn't liberal well there i mean so to say to say that this will be the first um, woman to be chosen. It's it's not even true. Like people don't they don't even realize. I mean, Biden has been a hypocrite this his entire presidency, and 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 he's mean and rude. I don't know if you guys saw how he cussed at that Fox News reporter uh, Ducey, which I mean, look, I'm not a big fan of him, but who was this? But, uh, yeah, a couple of weeks back, right? He did what? A couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, 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 it, it was a he hot mic. Cam- yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he thought the mic was off. He thought off, it was off, and he cursed him out, and yeah, yeah. yeah. And and look, that's not to say that Trump didn't do anything, but but at, at, at every turn, Biden's been painted as this sort of like, oh, you know, Uncle Biden, he's so nice and this, but the man is rude, and his commentary stretching back forty years that he's had in in legislating and governmental. Just authority is, is just—he's just a mean. But do we know? Man. Do we know what that that uh, news announcer said or did to make him so angry? Um, All we heard was his response. He we don't. About inflation. Yeah, he was asking. He was asking about inflation and what he why he thought that something about uh, I don't know if you remember exactly, Doctor Case, but it, it, it was something. I remember it was about is, inflation. Is, is the way he asked deserving I no mean, i don't it, think so i think i think he i think just it was just really a probing question a hard to answer question we got to go to break here in a minute but a hard to answer kind of question that i don't think the president was ready for and so i don't think he did did so in a rude way exactly and step his, put his best foot forward in that one well no but and, and and that's part of what I want to come back to and talk a little bit about when we come back not necessarily about the track record but about what's what's moving forward what how do we achieve unity i mean i think most people would hope that we could move to a little bit better place of dis of of concord rather than discord in our country i I think we would but but but, and we got to go to break but we don't do that by simply saying let's have more unity 
I think we've got to be a little bit more clear than that. Let's come back and talk about that. Back with more of a show of faith right after this. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. Have you been denied a home loan or refinance because you're self-employed, earn 1099 income, or even a real estate investor? You're missing out. Most lenders make approval seem impossible, especially if you're self-employed. Stop watching everyone take advantage of the lowest mortgage rates in history while you're stuck on the sidelines. Accelerate Capital, the premier lender designed for the self-employed. Our approval process is based on common sense, using bank statements, 1099 income, profit loss statement, rental income, or even stated income to qualify at the lowest rates available. Fast. Conventional lenders cannot do this. When others say no, we say yes. Call 800-716-8621. 800-716-8621. Or visit AccelerateCapital.com. E-X-C-E-L-E. AccelerateCapital.com. Accelerate Capital is located at 4000 MacArthur Boulevard, Suite 300, Newport Beach, California, 92660. Equal housing lender. Terms and conditions apply. Not all applicants will qualify. NMLS number 61382. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. With Angie, you could cross your next project off your to-do list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need and we'll handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. Or browse reviews, compare quotes from pros, and connect instantly. All for free. For everything from routine maintenance to a dream remodel. Because however you want your project done, we'll get it done. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot to get started. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt on Monday. It's M-Day. Morgan Ortega, who's going to be a new congressperson from Tennessee, I believe. And Martha McCollum, who, of course, you know from Fox News. I am going to do the M-Day on Monday. Do not miss it. Plus, all the news of the weekend that you didn't see on Legacy Media because I don't want to tell you about it. On the next Hugh Hewitt Show. On AM 1070, The Answer. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 5, right before Sam Malone at 7. On AM 1070 and FM 1033, The Answer. Bob Dylan. Wait, this is written by Bob Dylan? Yeah. Never never knew that. Hmm. Welcome back to a show of faith on AM 1070 Answer. We were talking about the prayer breakfast that was held in Washington this past week. It was a smaller gathering just simply because of COVID. Mainly uh, Washington folks, uh, you know, senators and congressmen and uh, politicians and their families were, were, were there. My invitation got lost in the mail somehow. I'm not sure. I, you know, I, sh- I should go to the mailbox more often. I think I, I <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's what it is. I, it, people are sending me stuff and I'm just not getting it. 
It wasn't but, swept under the rug, was it? It might have been. It might have been. It might have been intentional. Who knows? Uh, this is this is kind of the the tenor of it. When Biden got up to speak, he has, he's called for unity, and he he called for unity in our our country based upon a common faith. Not necessarily that we're all of the same religion, but we all have faith in America. We all have faith in God, or most most people do have faith in God or faith in something. And um, one of the things that strikes me about these kind of conversations, when there's always a call for unity, it's always a call to come join us on our side. Right. Rather, right. They're, rather they're than not, saying— They're not unifying because they won't join us. They won't agree with us. Right. Therefore, they're the ones not unifying. It seems, you know, I would love for there to arise a statesman, statesperson, if you prefer, who understood— what are you looking at? Such a strange Actually, face. Actually, there was, and you're all going to think I'm crazy. Okay, well, you, you can talk about it in a minute, but somebody who can actually bring people together from all of these various different places mm-hmm. and say, look, let's find some common ground. Let's find something that we all believe in, we we hope for, and and I'm going to quit calling you this, and you're going to quit calling me that. And we're going to have just a different kind of working arrangement as opposed to the kind of, I don't know, the the vitriol that we hear week after week after week after week by various and sundry different people. So I would love to see a, a statesman be able to arise that would say, look, here's a plea for unity, right? And I'm not just asking you to come join us in all of our ideas. I'm going to join you in some of yours, and we are going to join you. I'm right. going to lead my folks to join you. I think that kind of person would have a, a willing audience, mm-hmm. not only among the American people, but also among at least some uh, good-hearted politicians. Now, Stuart, you were going to say. I think that there has been one person that I would name that really was that kind of compromising politician for the sake of what's good for the United States. And believe it or not, I think it was Lyndon Baines Johnson. He I mean, did, somebody he did enormous uh, amount. You mean what? I'm talking about somebody today. Today. Right. Right. Well, now but Lyndon Baines. Okay. Go, go finish your thought. Well, I was just going to say that LBJ did an awful lot of, I guess what you would call backroom smoke filled, whatever, to come up with the legislation that he did when he was uh, for the short time that he was president, yeah, and and as speaker of the ha- speaker of the house, yeah, speaker of the house, yeah, speaker of the house, he did an awful lot of wheeling dealing. Look, if you relent on this, we'll relent on that, and this kind of which is really how legislation gets passed, at least in in the past. I think that's how right. it happened. Rudy, thoughts? I I I just don't. Unfortunately, I just don't see this happening unless there's a common enemy um, to unite people against. Because it's easy, it's easy to sit here and criticize our neighbor when this is the most. Pro- I mean, I think the what is it? If you look at the the medium, uh, the medium world income, right? Of what families make, the United States. All of the population in the United States is in the top one percent, for the most part. Right. Um, right. It, so 
we live a very privileged life. This is a very privileged country to be born here, to work here, to exist here. To I mean, I'm not saying it's perfect, but I just I, I just don't see. I mean, even I just don't see how we rise above it without unifying in a greater um, sort of pursuit of good when we can't even agree what's good. I mean, you have a side that that just redefines that at every stepping stone, it seems, and then and then is trying to blame issues across the world on, on some sort of like power paradigm that exists. And it's just, I don't know if there's a man or, or a person that, that can that can sort of rise to that. I mean, I would be happy to run for president, but I have to change the constitution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a little bit too young for that, I think, at this point. Actually, that's... 30, no, no. 35. Yeah, 35. No, 35 oh, that's right. Something. That's right, because you were not born in this country. Yeah. That's well, right. see, and I, I thought about that, Dr. Case, and we have to go to a break, but I think this is how I get the liberals on my side, because if I can change the constitution... And I can get on their side and say, "What's to say? Who's to say an immigrant can't be a good president?" And it's going to go against their own rhetoric. So you're right. They're going to have to let me do it. Yeah, but you're legal. <laughs> That's the problem. Yes, I am. <laughs> That's the problem. That's the problem. But you know, we are what a nation of immigrants. That's that's the statement that's gone back, mm-hmm. and we got to go to a break. But really, not true. I mean, it, maybe it was true a hundred years ago. 150 years ago, but most of us were born here. Most of us speak this language, right. only this language. To be an immigrant, you need to have been born somewhere else and come here, and you right. need to have had another language before you get here. Jim says, break it. Break it now. Back with more of a show of faith when Jim says it's okay. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. Are you looking for the cheapest prices on car insurance? Then call the Cheap Car Insurance Hotline right now. Hey, you're guaranteed to save money on your car insurance. Most car insurances can be canceled at any time. That means if you find a better deal, you can switch right away. We're not just one company. We offer most of the major brands of car insurance. We're like a discount supermarket for car insurance. And it doesn't matter if you have a good record or a bad driving record. Our agents are experts at finding you the right car insurance for your needs. Our average customer saves hundreds of dollars a year when they call us to switch. So why don't you make this 100% free call right now and see how much you can save on your car insurance. Paid for by AIS Insurance. Call 800-338-1092. 800-338-1092. That's 800-338-1092. I can't get my computer to work. Let me help you with that. How'd you do that? I just got techie with geeks on site. Our geeks literally come on site. No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having. We explain and teach you along the way so you can feel empowered and then help others at home or in your office. Better yet, don't have time for tech support to come to you? Let us remote into your desktop or laptop, and one of our geeks will instantly walk you through. We offer affordable prices on our remote services and IT support. You and those in your office will never have to wait hours to have your technical questions answered. Get your free computer diagnosis today with your very own geek. 
Get started now and we'll help you instantly. Call 866-967-3879. 866-967-3879. That's 866-967-3879. Larry Elder can't believe the hypocrisy. Governor Gavin Newsom, along with the mayor of L.A. and Magic Johnson, all three of them not wearing masks. You're correct. I was very judicious yesterday. Very judicious. Very judicious. Very judicious. See, the coronavirus doesn't get you if you're being very judicious. The Larry Elder Show. Afternoons at 5, right before American Ground Radio at 7 on AM 1070. The answer. Welcome back to a show of faith on AM 1070 The Answer. Let it be. My favorite version of that was the Sesame Sesame Street version. Letter B. Letter B. <laughs> That's funny. Letter really? B. That's, Letter B. They they really are <laughs> clever. Those were incredibly clever. Yeah, in those. All right, we got Bill on the line. Seven one three 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 nine ten seventy is the number you want to be a part of the and conversation. Now it's after the eight thirty. Eight thirty. Anything you want. Bill. Anything I want. Yes. Okay. Um, except that. What? The, except that. Just, I haven't even just kidding. Started yet. Uh, but anyway, the um, thing is about Biden. When you're saying about all these things that uh, at some of these prayer breakfast things, he is a little bit older than me. Not much, but he is a little bit. And we come out of a different Catholicism. You know, we can't, we, you speak in Latin, and you know, unless you continue on your journey in the Lord, you are going to be just stuck. Like my dad said, every time something bad happens to me, God's punishing you. Like he's sitting over there with a club. Or my granddad had a child who I never met him, but he was Down syndrome. There were some other problems there. She felt God was punishing her. But the thing is that, as as I was listening, when you're talking about Billy, a quote from Billy Graham, he had a situation, and his mentor, while he was, I believe, was a Bible college in North Carolina, said, "When things don't go your way, either become bitter, or you become better. You let God break you." And then take it from there. So that's that's what I see is if you're still in that, you haven't gone anywhere. And what he said, oh, he's talking about inflation. Uh, that reporter said something about inflation about in, an election year. And he said, oh, and Biden came back with something, oh, more inflation, something like that. The more inflation, better, like this. Then he said, oh, that, you know, bleepity bleep, he said. So that's what the deal was about uh, that. Uh, uh, and so he becomes, instead of becoming better, he becomes bitter. And uh, until you let's, break, go, let's go back to, to what you were talking about, because you said you were from a, a that your background and in Catholicism, in yes. Catholicism was the idea that if bad things happen or happening, have happened mm-hmm. in your life, it's because God is punishing you. Yeah. 
like one time I used to put. I mean, d- I mean, do, did you yeah, really? Right. Let me ask that. Let me ask. Did you really believe that, Bill? Is this yes, something yes, that I you? Did. Okay. No, that's I believed it because one time I uh, put some toys with soldiers in my dad's shoes in the front of it, and I heard "ouch." Well, years later. I bought a pair of shoes. I didn't know they had like a cardboard thing in the front. And the first thing Dad said to me was, "God's punishing you." Oh, okay, okay. You get the picture. So anything okay. that happened to him that I did to him, I'm being punished. Or so it's it like a karma matter. thing that comes back. Stuart shaking his head. Stuart, why? So does that mean if you get a cold, you're a sinner? No, or the or the cold sick. is a direct response to your being to your oh, having yeah. specifically sinned. Yes, that's that's the mindset of, of that era. My dad was brought up, too. Uh, he was born in 1918, and since he's passed away, New York City doesn't have to pay his pension anymore. He collected for 40 years. But the thing was, his mom said, I don't want you playing with that Protestant kid down the street. Ecclesiastes 9-11. The race is not always won by the fastest. The battle is not always won by the strongest. Men of understanding are not always the wealthiest. Something, something, something. But time and circumstance, time and chance happens to the mortal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If mm-hmm. it's chance, it ain't always retribution. R- Rudy, by God. let me let me ask Rudy. Rudy, what does does this kind of Catholicism resonate with you today? Is it? Or do you feel like the Catholic Church is still teaching this? I I think I think look I, I think Bill comes from. Unfortunately, something that a lot of Catholics are very um, prone to—very sort of fire and brimstone. You're going to do this or that, or, and and um, I, I think I was very fortunate because I was raised a little bit differently. My um, although my my father was not a very religious person, my my mother has been, and and in a very positive way, and she's been a wonderful example of a of a of a Catholic woman in in my life. So, um, but I do have a lot of friends and a lot of people that I've talked to that shame, that share Bill's same story where they, they were brought up saying, don't do this. God's going to do that, you know, or you did this and God's going to punish you. So, so you're brought up with this sort of mentality of, of, of it's really lacking in love, if you will. And just, just it, yes. it's just bad catechetical uh, um, information being fed, and and it's just it's unfortunate, Bill. You know, honestly, because the the Catholic tradition is so rich mm-hmm. and, yes, and it is. deep of understanding, and and there's so much good stuff out there, and so many good teachers. But unfortunately, it takes one bad apple or one bad. Um, you know, I think I think sometimes that, this stuff happens on a very popular level. It's not that the, the the hierarchy of the church or the catechism of the church is saying this, but but that it happens at a, at a very folk level. Well, this you know I did this wrong, and then this bad thing happened. Therefore, I connect those two. These one caused mm-hmm. the other. You know, instead of just associating yeah. those thing two things together, right? We we said this caused that. Now it's clear that sometimes. We can behave in very bad and awful ways and pay mm-hmm. consequences for that, and bad things happen yes. to us. But that yes. doesn't mean that because if I have a Down syndrome child that, that, that I did anything wrong or the child did anything wrong. 
And she kept the kids, she kept the family away from her. I didn't know I had an uncle. Two houses off the corner in Garden City, 22 Raymond Court, that I had an uncle that lived there. That's how deep, not only that, she kept the family apart, but also there was some other factions. And I remember when you were talking about this, that my dad said, don't crack the devil's dishes, and which meant when you're walking on the sidewalk, don't step in between, don't step on the division between the two of them. I don't know what he meant by that, but that's what he kept saying over, don't crack the devil's dishes. I don't know what that meant. Now, what, you might know. What I heard when I was a kid was, step on a crack, you break your, your mother's, mother's back. back. That's too. what I heard. That's what I've heard. I mean, you know, but it, but it, it, these little, again, popular mm-hmm. level, silly superstitions that develop that aren't real religion that have mm-hmm. they're not it's based not. in real religion it's just based in sometimes people making connections that really they're looking for connections and those connections mm-hmm. really aren't there dr cabe then and rabbi also and this is and maybe this is a little bit too too rash of me to say but i just find that i think people that use religion or, or this sort of fire and brimstone God narrative are just theologically lazy to, to, to really dig into their faith. Either that or they don't have a fundamental understanding of why they believe what they believe. And they'd rather just... Yeah, I could agree with you. You know, especially... It's not very sophisticated, kids, right? that's for sure. Yeah, like it's just, you don't want to dig deep into it and explain to a child why certain things are this or why there's evil. So you just kind of like, oh, no, God's going to do this, and, and that's it. So you kind of scare the kid. Into and, and, and what does that say about their view of God? Right. That, that's a God of right. cruelty. That's not my God. That's not the God I worship. That's a, that's a cruel, no. you know, you, you blinked funny, so I'm going to give some. It, it, that's just not my theology at all. That That's then every cold has to be explained and every flu and every everything. Oh, the wind, the high kicked up wind pulled a, uh, uh, a a tile thingy off the roof. Oh, that God's will. I think, you know, something that also strikes me is exceptionally egomaniacal. It's all about the, that's a big word. Yes. It's all ego. It's, uh, it's all about them. They're so important and so special that, you know, God would go out of God's way to give them a cold just because they, I don't know what, yeah, blinked funny yeah. or whatever, whatever their, their I, I, guilty I, I sin is. I do think, and going, going back to what Rudy said, I do think that it results from a lazy reading of scripture and study and theology. And a partial reading. Our tradition, it ignores half it, of the... It ignores four-fifths, yeah. I think it does. So, By anyway. the way, we never we never had a Bible at our house. I left. The, uh, I didn't read the Bible until I was 23 years old. We had the Sunday Missal there, and we went to church on Sunday, and, and that was it. When they used to ring the bells, i say, ice cream, ice cream, you know. And it was, of course, that was, I was just a kid and doing that. But I just didn't get into it, and it was just like a ritual. And when I was 23 years old, that's when I first started reading the Bible. It, so it, I said, wow. Yeah, you, you're, you're not alone in that. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people who never really truly read don't remember ever reading the Bible until they're a bit later. 
you know, till after high school, you know, or after, you know, they well after high school, well after high school. Hey, uh, Bill, we, we got to run. Thanks for being with us tonight here on show of faith. Uh, you're listening to a show of faith here on AM 1070. The answer 713-339-1070 got 15 minutes left. Call up, give the rabbi a hard time, please. No, give the I, minister a no, hard time. No, 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 no. You the, notice the how rabbi. we never say give the priest a hard time because they got enough problems. I as know it they is. got a lot of problems. Mario hates when I say that. <laughs> After this. On radio.com, this is AM1070, The Answer. By now you've heard me talk about MyPillow and Mike Lindell and all the products he's produced. Now you'll receive one of his books, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, absolutely free with any purchase using your promo code KNTH. It's a great time to buy his warm and wonderful My Slippers. Great Valentine's Day gift, too, by the way. And for a limited time, Mike is offering 50% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable that you'll want everybody in your family to have a pair. They'll all have what you have. Happy feet. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use the promo code KNTH. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream Sheets, the MyPillow Mattress Topper, and MyPillow Towel Sets. Or call 800-874-6540. 800-874-6540. And use the promo code KNTH. If you need to rent a car that don't look that far, we'll get you where you need to be. Just call 713. Since 2002, Ability Rent-A-Car has been serving the Houston area with dependable car rentals. They do their best to qualify each customer for quality rental vehicles. Your choice of a car, SUV, minivan, even pickup trucks. Ability Rent-A-Car offers complimentary airport service, well-maintained vehicles, and more. Just call 713-ABILITY. The left's message. The establishment is the problem. The man is the issue. Today, they can't even define what a man or a woman is. We have Apple releasing the emoji for your phone of the pregnant man, which, of course, is impossible, which is a denial of science. They are the science deniers. Dr. Sebastian Gorka, weekdays at 3, right before Larry Elder at 5, on AM 1070 and FM 103.3, The Answer. This is us. Running down the highway. Down on the highway. With whatever comes With whatever comes our way. Yeah, gonna make it happen. Get the world in a love embrace. That's what Biden should have said. Get the world in a love embrace. That's what he should have said. Space. You should have been a rock and roll singer. Seriously, yeah, I drummer. Have. N- not a singer, but a but a band. Yeah, I heard drummer. that. Not, a, not definitely a not. Okay, we got John on the phone. John, welcome John, to a show. John, welcome faith. to a show of faith. You're on AM 1070. The answer. Okay, thank you, guys. Uh, what do you think about Whoopi Goldberg's comments on the Holocaust earlier this week? Well, good question. Here, here is what I always say when that name comes up. No one, no matter what people think, because they hear it, but it's wrong, no one in her family has been Jewish. 
No one in her family has been Jewish. Exactly, and she will, Rabbi. She will say, she will say, okay, well, I honor it to do the Jewish part of my family. You know, they also did one of these TV show DNA thingies and mm-hmm. found no one. They're all, everybody in her family is West Africa. Not one is Jewish. So yes. how did she get the name Goldberg? It's based on a stereotype. It's a based on a stereotype of the Jews run Hollywood. So if you have a Jewish last name, maybe you'll go further in Hollywood. And according yeah. to Time Magazine, there's an article in Time Magazine where they they attribute the attitude to her mother giving her, but she's the one who accepted Goldberg as her last name, as her stage last name. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind, okay? That that it's all, you know. She she chose based on a Jewish stereotype. That's where she got the name Goldberg. Well, well let me ask yeah. this. For those who didn't see it or hear about it, what did Whoopi Goldberg say? Whoopi Goldberg was talking about race in America, race in – about race. And she was making a reference, an analysis of the Holocaust. And she said basically the Holocaust was not about race. It was about man's inhumanity to man. And it was a white beating up on, not that word, but something like that. Whites beating up on whites. Well, wait a minute, Bill. Just, said, just uh, John, John, just John, John sorry, yeah. John. John, give me a minute, okay. okay? Yeah. Have you ever been accused of not being a Jew because you are white? When I was very young, I was accused of not being white. Okay, okay, that's one thing. Second of all, being a Jew has nothing to do. Show me the word race in the Bible. Well, the okay, way, show uh, me. It's not on. there. But the point yeah. is, is that Hitler and his henchmen, the Nazis, to them it was a racial issue. You were either the highest caste race, whatever you want to call it, called Aryan, blonde, blue-eyed German. Okay. Other than that, you were simply human, which meant basically everybody who wasn't Aryan. And then there were the subhumans, which were the Jews, Romani, gay community. Okay. And that's how they looked at things from a racial standpoint, a genetic aspect of our being, which is otherwise defined as race, that made us inferior and a pick a word, pestilence, termite, to quote uh, black nationalists, okay, where ter- yeah. Jews are termites, okay. They, from their perspective, it was a race issue. Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah. I, 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 I think that Whoopi Goldberg was way off base. Sometimes I honestly think she and others on The View make these statements, outlander statements, explicitly to get their names in the press, and it works every time. And then they apologize, oh, I'm sorry. But the base prejudice that created the line in the first place hasn't gone away. Yes, uh, I was uh, you know, told once that the uh, Hebrews in the Bible were black, and I asked, uh, what is your logic behind that? And I was told, well, it says that they were slaves John, in Egypt, and that J- proves John, that they were black. Yes, John, okay. my mm-hmm. point is being a Jew 
has never been a function of race so that even if they were, it doesn't mean only blacks are now and have ever been Jews. Yes. Even if they were, which they weren't, and there are verses in the Bible that talk about what when when Miriam and Aaron got angry at Moses for marrying a Cushite, what does Cushite mean? Ethiopian. Yes, what does Ethiopian. the other word mean? Black. Mm-hmm. They got mar- mad at her for marrying someone who's black. If Moses and the Jews, the Hebrew slaves, were all black to begin with, why would it have been an issue? Good okay. There, 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 are, there are other other elements, other statements. There's one of the one of the lines of the Songs of Solomon. Uh, David, can you help me on this? No, I can't. You are no fun whatsoever. <laughs> talks about talks about. I, I am black, but I am beautiful. Yeah, I, okay. but, but, but the word "bud" is not there. It's interesting. It's I am and, black and, and I am beautiful. And right. Beautiful. Yes. Okay, but why would if it was an exception? Start over. If it wasn't an exception, why would they make the statement? It's only because. But it doesn't matter. It's not an issue. The issue is the issue is you in 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 Persia. Okay, whatever the racial makeup is of Persia at the time of the Book of Esther, it explicitly talked about the people of uh, the the city uh, Susa of, of of becoming Jews. Yes, race you, wasn't an issue; it's irrelevant. But it was relevant to the Nazis. Mm-hmm. And for her to make the statement that it had nothing to it was whites against whites, so why should she care? That's basically yeah. the implication of what she was saying. I but I but you're used to that. I'm used to that from cut from a number of people from the view. And then down the road they'll apologize. Which she and then did. Do it she again. did apologize um later on and she had a quotation by somebody somebody from the National Defamation League. The ADL. Yeah. Yeah, we accept her apology because they don't want to have somebody who's on the left side of the aisle on the outs. So they're going to be very quick to accept her apology. And and tell me something. Uh, What uh, what was the response of Roseanne Barr? Where for uh, one statement, careful. one statement in spite of apology, she gets kicked off of her own show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why? Why? Why didn't they just accept her apology? Oh, I'm sorry. She's on the wrong side of the aisle. But Whoopi Goldberg, the goddess. Okay. The the all powerful and mighty. You know, she, she, one apology point. That's it. Okay. Thank you. Move on. Nothing to see. How do you, Stuart? How do you really feel about this? Really angry, <laughs> really angry. Remember something. This is the most animated you've been all night. Re- well, I woke up. You woke up. Oh, yes. Thank you. I Rem- thought you were remember just something. Peeved. <laughs> remember something. When that man went into the synagogue in the northwest of Dallas, okay, in Colleysville. Yeah, yeah. He went into the synagogue because the Jews have all the power, mm-hmm. and if the and if she if he wanted to get that woman who was called. Uh, Lady Al-Qaeda out of jail, which wasn't that far from there, by the way. That's right. why he chose there. Who did he call who had more power? Another rabbi, not a politician. Okay, it's the same attitude 
of, of, of the Jews in power that makes Whoopi Goldberg choose Goldberg as a last name that is directly related to the guy taking over Colleysville, the, the synagogue there. Yeah. It's the same. Jews have power. They're, they're the they ones thought, who control Congress. They thought he could just pick up the phone and call Literally. Uh, Joe Biden Literally. and make this happen. Because all Jews have this. I wish we had that power. <laughs> make my, my life a lot easier. All right, John, anything Hey, John, anything thanks else? so much. Okay, that was it. So uh, uh, calm down, Rabbi. Uh, oh, you're no fun. <laughs> okay, uh, good night. Hey, thanks, right, John. Good, thanks good for being with us yeah. tonight. Yeah, you know, I'd forgotten about uh, that statement earlier in the week. I guess it was this week, right? This yeah, week it, went yeah, by. I think it was Monday. Monday, was yeah, Monday. early. I can't in the remember. Week. Early in the week, but yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's. That was a sickening statement, I thought. She's an icon yeah. of the left. They will forgive her. They'll bend over backwards. They'll just, till the next time, and they'll forgive her again. But if a conservative mm-hmm. had said the same thing, they would have exploded mm-hmm. with no forgiveness. Mm-hmm. That, you, that's what you the could, cancel you, culture does. You could put they, that they on the forgive. launch pad and put a rocket on the moon. Isn't that right, Rudy? It's right. Right is right. <laughs> I, I just sat here and watched Stuart in amazement as he answered that question. It was just. You know, you know, what's funny is sometimes he'll get very animated and just like kind of snatch the mic, the mic. Yeah. And then he'll, he'll just, you know, you got to be careful. All of a sudden he'll... it's become the Stuart Federer show and he doesn't, he doesn't, he didn't. It, it's uh sheer Hashirim's song of songs. I am black and comely, O oh, you daughters of Jerusalem, as the tents of Kedar, as the curtains of Solomon. Yes. yes. Thank you, Devin. Chapter 1, verse 5. Yep. Yep. I, I didn't have my Bible with me, so I didn't. It's never been an issue. Yeah. There have been times where race came up, like with Aaron and Miriam. Right. Okay. But they got punished for their racism. Right. And, the, and the, what was the punishment? She got leprosy. What happens when you get leprous? Your skin turns white. You get whiter and God, whiter. God is saying to them, what's the matter? Her skin isn't white enough for you? I'm going to make your skin too white. I'm going to give you leprosy. Midah for midah, measure for measure. Midah? Mid, yeah, yeah, midah. Me yeah, measure for measure. Yeah. All right. Hey, it's been great to be with you guys tonight. Hey, uh, Valentine's yeah, Day is coming up. Good to be seen. Good to be seen. Thanks for the chicken, by the way. The gospel bird, we used to call it back the in gospel. seminary. The gospel bird, because that's we. How many we, chickens we, are eaten in the U.S. I, a year? I don't know, but but in seminary, boy, we could not afford any other anything else. So, anyway, Stuart, yes. we, we got to go. We got to you got to count us down here. Me? I yeah. thought. Uh, no, 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 no. You, you're the man in the chair. All right. So this is a show of a show of faith on AM ten seventy. The answer, minister, priest, and rabbi here for you with millennial every week. Keep us in your prayers. You're going to be in ours. KNTH and K277DEFM, Houston, AM1070TheAnswer.com. SALM on the NASDAQ, a service of Salem Media Group, AM1070 and FM1033, The Answer.